The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to a very spooky edition of Soap Central Live, and I'm your equally spooky host, Dan Kroll. This is the big Halloween weekend, of course, when all the little ghouls and goblins will be roaming around the neighborhoods looking for candy. So I decided that I'd try a little something different with this week's show in the spirit of trick-or-treat. What is it, you're asking? Well, it's a mystery guest. If you've been following me on Twitter or Facebook, you'll know that I'm not really a fan of surprises. It's not so much that I don't like them, but I think that because I'm so nosy, uh, inquisitive, we'll call it, uh, it makes it really hard to surprise me. So I've been bubble-bubbling, toil-and-troubling all this week because the identity of my celebrity guest this week has been kept a secret, even from me. But there have been some clues that have been popping up all day today on SoapCentral.com's Facebook page and over on at Live on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure that I have been able to figure out who it's going to be from deciphering all of the clues. Do you think you know who it is? Well, if you stay tuned for segment two of this week's show, the mystery will finally be revealed. But first, I'm guessing that it should be a fairly well-known fact that I've been able to parlay my love of soaps into a full-time business. So for me, it's always fun to talk with other folks who've had similar soap-inspired job changes or life changes. My first guest this week is a blogger-turned-author who just released her second book, My Life, Made Possible by Pop Culture. In it, Danielle Tresciano discusses how her love of a particular soap has impacted her life. So, Danielle, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, it's uh, the big Halloween weekend. Uh, do you still go trick-or-treating? Do you admit to it? <laughs> well, I actually don't go trick-or-treating anymore. Um, I tend to just leave out a bag of candy on my door and hope that kids only take one. Um, but I, I do go to Halloween parties. Okay. Uh, do you have a costume? Do you do costumes, or is it just a regular non-costumed event? I usually go to parties where my friends require costumes, and I usually throw something together last minute. Um, <laughs> last year, I was sort of kind of a Girl Scout, because I happen to have a, a Girl Scout sash. Um, this year, I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to be. I actually have an event tomorrow that I'm, I'm throwing out here in Los Angeles, and that's kind of been taking all my time. So I'm open to suggestions if you have any. Put on an orange sweatshirt and call yourself a pumpkin. It's real easy. <laughs> so I mentioned in your introduction that there was a particular soap that's had uh, a pretty profound influence on your life. What soap would it be? That is Days of Our Lives. That is something that I started watching as a kid with my mom. And that uh, it definitely, I was always a big fan of television, but that was the first time I really ever started watching soap and, and started um, kind of exploring the idea of family and relationships. Was it the devil possession, since it's Halloween? Was that what roped you in, or was there something else that really captured your attention at first? Oh, that's right around the time I started watching, but that is, that's, um, I wouldn't say that that was the main story that roped me in. I, I think I was really more interested in, in the grounded in reality storylines with um, either the various relationships, Austin and Carrie, Popo and Billy, Triangle at the time, uh, Marlena and John, when she became Marlena again. Mm-hmm. I was, I was always much more um, focused on how they dealt with each other with love and life and relationships and family. Um, that was my main draw from the soap operas was just I didn't have a very big family growing up, and we were not close at all, so that kind of showed me what it could be. And okay. better at first, you know, yeah, they fought, they backstabbed, they kidnapped each other, but... 
to a degree, even the villains did everything they did for love and for their family. So that that was definitely something that uh, shaped the way that I viewed a lot of things. <laughs> well, the, the title is interesting. It's My Life Made Possible by Pop Culture. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, can you go into a little bit of detail about that? Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the book started because I started a blog um, actually with the same title, and the, the blog was all about how various television shows, characters, acting me. I think we're losing you. If you can uh, check your reception on your phone. I was watching, Oops. and it would spur a memory, and, and I would write about it. And the, the book came about because there were a lot of stories that required a lot of a lot more discussion and, and things that nobody was going to stick around on a blog to read 10 pages worth. Okay, right. Those stories became the chapters of the book, and, and the book is really all about how television, and mostly, honestly, um, Days of Our Lives, Saved by the Bell, and Friends. That's an interesting um, trio of shows. I know, it's a weird pairing, but it's... It's mostly, you know, about how those characters and those actors and those storylines at the times that those shows were popular um, really influenced the way that I shaped my own beliefs and my own opinions on on various topics during what I consider my formative years. Now, before anyone out there is thinking, oh, my gosh, this woman, uh, she's run her life based upon three completely random television shows. I think random. I think it's kind of safe to say, though, that there's a lot of Americans who've been influenced, and maybe even worldwide, folks who've been influenced in one way or another by soaps or television. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think what, some of what I've been experiencing is that even, you know, even if you haven't been a fan of the specific show that I'm talking about, or if you're not that into television and film, I think the stories are relatable just because it's, it's about me as a kid trying to find my way through growing up. And it's, it's a coming-of-age story, really. I mean, it's about dealing with changes with friends and family and relationships and starting to grow up and realize, well, I have to decide who I am, who I want to be. And, you know, a lot of people are blessed and have great role models in their own life, family or friends or, family, you know, coworkers of their parents, whoever it may be. I didn't really have that, and I... You know, it may be a cautionary tale, but I found my role model for television. And that's a scary thing to say these days, but I feel like I happen to have good influences based on particular shows that I watch, whether that's luck or somebody looking out for me or whatever it may be, you know. So I, I think it, it is more common. I don't know that everybody is always willing to admit it. I think that nowadays it's a little bit more popular to talk about it than maybe it was when I was younger and it was actually happening. Well, in terms of, of changing your scope and, and how you looked at things, I understand that actually at one point in your life you considered a career as a soap opera writer. I did, yeah. I, I mean, when I, when I first started watching the show, I was, it was right around the time when I was deciding I wanted to be a professional writer and I was trying to figure out what that entailed and what kind of writer I wanted to be. And I really loved writing scenes between characters and writing dialogue, and I hated writing anything expositional, which, you know, in a novel, you need a lot of that backstory, which now I actually really like writing, but at the time, didn't want to deal with it. And I I didn't really write fan fiction, but I would definitely spin off and write my own versions of of things. I wrote um, a short soap opera in high school for a a film class, and um, it kind of inspired a pilot that I wrote when I was in college, and which in turn inspired my first novel. So it's been kind of on ongoing process. But there was definitely a time when I, I thought, well, maybe I just write for soap. And the funny thing is that I I actually have had the opportunity to, to interact with a lot of of soap actors over the past few years as career as a writer, and, and I actually had one particular actor talk me out of it. In a really sense. talked you out of being a soap opera writer. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to name his name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but he was someone that, he's a very, very smart actor, and he, he was looking at it from a business sense, and he was just saying, you know, the, the industry, the soap daytime uh, television industry, today is not what it was when I was growing up watching these shows. I mean, we've seen the shows, we've seen, you know, passions died off, we've seen Guiding Light go away as the world turns, shows that we're on for years and years, and we're so successful, it's just not 
same business game that it was back then. And, you know, some of the things he's saying was that these days it's not stable and it's not as, um, it's not as, it sounds bad to say, but profitable. Okay. And it's, you know, and, and for me, I mean, that's not what ultimately talked me out of it. Um, I, I just realized that the character, I would have to write the same character for so many years. I didn't know if I could do that. I think that that takes a really talented, special writer who truly, truly loves the character that can keep them interesting and going for that, that long. I kind of like to wrap up stories faster. But, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a unique perspective and he really started me to think about the business side of things, which is not something that I ever really focused on. I always focused on the artistic side. Well, in addition to all of your writing and your blogging, you also make time in your life to do some nonprofit work, which I think is always important. So would you mind telling me a little bit about some of what you've been involved in? Sure, yeah. Um, we, I have a nonprofit out in Los Angeles. It's called IBG. It stands for Inspired Believe Give. Um, and we basically, we try to find uh, underfunded, underpublicized kind of micro-charities that need help, that do great things for great causes, and don't get a lot of exposure and that people don't really know that they're there. So what we try to do is throw events and host auctions for causes that need that spotlight shed on them. And we do celebrity-based events in Los Angeles. We actually have the event that I mentioned earlier. Tomorrow tomorrow is one of our, um, it's a live auction. It's our first ever live auction event where we're just, we have a ton of great memorabilia and um, autographed items and a couple of set visit opportunities and and, uh, TV taping tickets. And we pretty much, you know, we just feel like there's so many people in this industry that have a lot and can use their fame for good, and we want to do that as well. You know, everybody in, in, there's five of us in my group, and we're all part of the entertainment industry in one way or the other, and we've been inspired by various actors and and writers and producers who did charity work before us, and we kind of want to pay it forward and, and inspire others as well. Okay. Now, we're coming up here on the end of the segment, but before we let you go. I want to make sure folks know how they can pick up a copy of your book. So where is it available? Well, right now it's only available online. Um, the best place is actually Amazon.com. You can, you can search for the title, My Life Made Possible by Pop Culture, or you can search for my name, Danielle Terciano. And if you actually search for my name, you'll see both my books. Um, my first novel, Stars in Their Eyes, is actually... Um, it's about it's a fictional book, but it's about a soap opera star. So it might be of interest to some of the readers out there as well. Um, and they can always check out my website, possiblebypopculture.com, and you can order copies through there as well. That sounds perfect. Danielle, I want to thank you so much for coming by and talking about all of this good stuff and how soaps can actually inspire people to make a difference. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Maybe we'll have you back again in the future when you write your next book. Uh, well, that might be a little while. <laughs> well, we'll uh, be here. The process, but I, I really appreciate your support. So hopefully that'll work out. Thank you again so much. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We have more. We have our mystery guest coming up after this break. <laughs> Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. ghosts have taken over. Everybody, that spooky turn you just heard was the theme to the classic horror film, Halloween. And we're getting ready to unmask our mystery celebrity guests this week. If you've been following at Soap Central Live or at The Soap Central on Twitter, you've been getting clues all day as to who my guest would be. Here were two clues that I think really helped me figure out who it is. The first was that my guest has been a member of the One Life to Live family for more than four years. That didn't really narrow it down too much. But the second clue, though One Life to Live has many celebrities, it has only one star with two R's. So couple that with a tweet by Kristen Alderson announcing that she'd be a guest on today's show. And unless it's a really horrible trick, I have a feeling that when I say hello in about two seconds, Kristen Alderson will be on the line. So, Kristen, are you there? Oh, I'm good, because I wasn't prepared if it wasn't you. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. It's, uh, you know, it's almost Halloween, it's getting dark at 5 o'clock in the afternoon now, and it's I'm spooky. I'm so excited. I'm looking out my window, and there is the coolest skyline right now. It's all, like, orange and dark and gloomy, and the clouds, and it's blue. Oh, it's the coolest-looking sky ever. I'm and it's cold. Of it. <laughs> cold is Very cold Halloween-esque. Okay. So let me ask, do you still actively go trick-or-treating, or if not, when's the last time that you went? I don't go trick-or-treating anymore. The last time I went was probably, I don't know, it was when I was, it was, oh, I can't, oh gosh, I can't remember when I went, but I would always go in Pennsylvania. Um right. And last year, I went to, like, the New York um, the New York parade and everything, and I actually went over Chriselle from All My Children. I went to her Halloween house party, and so that was really fun. So I guess now that um, I'm a little older, I go to, like, parties or whatnot. <laughs> so do you, you have know, a dressed up? Do you have a favorite trick-or-treat candy? Oh, boy. Um, yes, well, like I, love, I love Twizzlers, but mm-hmm. even though they're not really like, I, I guess, yeah, I guess they're Halloween candy. I, I have to have them whenever I go to the movie theater, so I guess I have them kind of on a normal basis. But um, I love the little mini crunch bars. They're always really yummy. That sounds kind of tasty, too. All right, enough of the sugary and sweet talk for now. The last time you were here on the show 
we were talking about singing and dancing and star-crossed lovers, and life was pretty okay. Now, here it is. It's not even six months later, and Star's life has become a nightmare. What has gone on since we last talked? Oh, my goodness. So much has gone on. I, I was actually just watching the musical from this year, and I couldn't believe that it was this year. So much has happened since then. Um, well, Star and Cole ended um, the musical at a really good place in their lives. Um, even though Cole was in jail, um, he was like let out of, uh, let out of jail, and they were doing really well. And then um, uh, Cole started getting close to Hannah, and Star ended up getting kidnapped by James. And James came crashing into her life, and um, James is such a good friend to Star, and he's been there for her when Cole hasn't, and Hannah's been there for Cole when I haven't, and um, it just. Uh, it's just kind of gotten muffled up from there, and now, you know, a couple of months go by, and now I'm digging my own grave for me to get in it for Hannah to kill me, and so, I just buried James. For folks who maybe weren't watching, even though they should be, you're telling me that in the course of six months, you've been kidnapped twice? Or I've Star been kidnapped, has been kidnapped three twice. times. I was kidnapped by James and then I was kidnapped by Eli, and then I was kidnapped by Hannah. So it's three. So it's every two months or so. Oh, that's, that's not good. We need to hide no. you around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Um, they were all very, very different um, kidnappings. And it, it really, I mean, Star has been kidnapped before, but this past kidnapping I think was her worst yet with Hannah. Hannah threatened her life to the extreme. Yeah, and well, her friend's life. And um, even though Star's life, you know, has been threatened in other kidnapping scenarios, I really wasn't sure whether Star was going to be able to make it out or not. And we're going to talk about what happened on today's show and, and yesterday, too, in just a little bit, because it was definitely worth talking about. But how does Star keep it together? I think anybody else going through all of this stuff, she would have, they would have snapped by now, probably. Right. Well, you know, I think Star's a really strong person, and I think that that was really shown throughout, um, you know, the last couple weeks, um, especially for her daughter. She will fight to the death for her daughter, and that was, you know, shown today, obviously. Um, and she, you know, she's really stayed very strong, much stronger than probably I would have through all of it. Yeah. Now, in this, this is a question for Kristen and not about Star. I'm thinking it always looked like it's fun to be the crazy soap chick, the one who, who snaps and goes crazy and cuckoo. As an actress, do you ever think that you'd like to sort of explore that side? Well, you know, I have... Star has had moments where she's lost herself. Um, for instance, back way back when Cole wasn't really there for her and she was turning to Skylar, who was her teacher. Mm -hmm. And he is someone who she normally would never go for or never try to um, get into bed with or whatever, but Star was just in a manic state and trying to do anything in order to take her mind off of the pain that she was going through. And, I, you know, playing that, that was almost like playing a psycho. Star really went crazy for a moment. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it is pretty fun. The only thing is, is that when they say cut and you're done with all of your scenes, you kind of have to try hard to get back to your own self. You're like, okay, I'm shaking right now and I feel crazy, but I'm not crazy. Star was crazy, you know? So, um, and especially for Megan, who plays Hannah, she is the sweetest girl in the world outside <laughs> of work. And she is just the best and the nicest person. I don't even know how she played such a mean character. It was really tough for her. But it was so much fun to watch. I know that today's episode, <laughs> and if folks haven't yet had a chance to watch it, if they're maybe just coming home from work or it's on the DVR, it's definitely one that you're going to want to tune into or check it out on ABC.com or SoapNet. But it was like the perfect Halloween episode. It was dark. There were flickering lights. There was a cemetery. There was, you know, a hand reaching up. It was just like a scary movie. The One Life to Live set designers do some amazing work over there. They really did. They did such a great job with the set. Um and all of the scenery for those scenes. I was so, I was pretty freaked out, you know, reading the script and going into it. And it was, it was probably one of the, the 
the darkest things that I've seen on our show so far. So it was it was pretty interesting to explore that that part of it. I felt for the first time as if I felt I felt like I was doing a horror movie, which is pretty interesting, you know, to to try out that different genre. Um, so that was it was it, yeah, it was fun. It was really sad, and you know, you kind of have to go to like a dark place. But I'm very glad that I'm very sane. Um, so, so when they say so cut, I can laugh it off, you know, as soon as they say cut, I crack up in order to make sure that like, like, oh, this is pretend I'm totally, you know, this is fun. So, well, you mentioned horror, you make like sure a, you do that. You mentioned it was like a horror genre. Do you have a favorite scary movie or do you avoid scary movies at all costs? Oh gosh, I I love scary movies. Um, I love some of them. Some of them I feel like they have really good twists at the end and they're really great. Um, and then some of them I feel are just evil to just be evil and I don't like that. Okay. Um, but I saw uh, Cloverfield and I think that that's one of the best ones. It's not such a horror film. It's more of like a thriller. It's, it's Yeah, I guess it's horror as well. Um, and that takes place in New York and that's a really crazy movie. And this other movie, Quarantine, um, mm-hmm. They're both filmed in the same way, you know, kind of documentary style. Right. Um, and it's, I think that's always really fun. Because, well, not documentary. It's filmed like it's a home video. So you really, truly feel like you're a part of it, and it definitely gets you nervous and shaking, which I love. And definitely if it's something that's not maybe totally out of the realm of uh, possibility, which is why more of today's episode really spoke to me. But we're coming up here on our first break so I don't want to get cut off in, in discussing this. So what we're going to do is take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of Kristen Alderson and our spooky Halloween episode in just a minute. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question? A comment? Or you just want to dish, please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Surprise, surprise. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. 
It caught on in a flash. And we are getting into the Halloween spirit with some more Halloween tracks here. I'm joined this week by my celebrity mystery guest, Kristen Alderson. Kristen, welcome back. Thank you. Now, before we went to the break, we were going to talk a little bit about how some of what we saw on today's episode was heartbreaking and sort of jaw-dropping, and it made your, your heart race. But one of the things that I think people think of when they talk about the soaps is there's always a joke that someone comes back from the dead at least once, if not more than that. Uh, I think on One Life to Live, who do we think? It might probably is Mitch who's come back from the dead more often than anybody else. Yes, I think it's safe to say that he's the, the one that's come back from the dead the most times. Well, we have a, a new segment. It's called Stranger Than Soaps, and I look at a real-life story that is, in my opinion, far stranger than anything else on the soaps. So I want to get your opinion on this, and for folks out there, get ready, because this is kind of wild, too. There's a uh, woman in England who has come back from the dead 114 times, as in 114 She's a 55-year-old woman from the U.K. Her name is Anne Mintram. She suffers from a condition, and this is not a made-up condition, but it's called Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Apparently, it's a condition where, for no given reason, your heart simply stops. In just over 30 hours, doctors had to resuscitate Mintram 114 times. I'm pleased to say, though, that she is doing well. She has been medicated, and she's had a defibrillator implanted and she's fine so hopefully she will not have to go through this again but 114 times Kristen that is crazy that is a beyond soap opera record <laughs> Way beyond soap. that's insane that's crazy it's kind of spooky I mean I'm glad that she's okay but isn't that kind of scary it kind of is I mean even its name uh, sudden adult death syndrome a it's not a fun name uh, it's actually SADS, if you look at it, S-A-D-S. But just the thought that she went through this 114 times in two days is, is wow. sort of crazy. Wow, poor woman. I'm glad she's okay. Now, I'll tell you, though, that my heart broke today in some of the scenes with Star. Particularly, Star had to say goodbye to her daughter. And this was a line that almost pushed me over the edge. Uh, Star said, I don't want you to miss me. I don't want you to cry when I'm gone. Someday, if you hear a voice in the wind... Just know that's me saying I love you. I know. And I read the script before, you know, like, uh, I, I actually read it over the weekend before I had filmed it because I had so much dialogue that to, to, to film that day. But I almost, I would get choked up every time I would read the monologue and I kept having to stop myself from reading it or get emotional about it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to say this? I am going to be a mess. Like, it's so sad, so, so sad. It, but in the midst of all of this sadness, and like I said, it, it was watching it and, and watching Star cry and you doing an amazing job with the performance, you have this cute, adorable little baby dressed up like a pumpkin that was just the cutest thing ever. And you just want to eat this little child up like a piece of pumpkin pie. So Isn't she? She's such a scene stealer. I love having scenes with her. Um, they're, they're actually triplets, but we basically Molly is the one who you saw in all of the scenes, all of uh, today's scenes and yesterday's scenes, and probably most of all of them. Um, she is so great and so sweet, and I adore her so much, and I feel almost like she is, you know, my daughter. Um, I've worked with her so much and seen her grow up, and I feel so close to her. So, uh, you know, it's also, you know, even more tough. I mean, it, it makes it easier, actually, because, you know, I'm close to her or whatever, but um, it makes the scenes more heartbreaking because I think you could tell how close to her I am, and to say bye to her is like, oh, no. Before we take a, a caller, real quickly, is it challenging working when you have little people on the set, or are they professionals? Do they keep it together? Um, you know what? Molly has been so prof so great through all of it. We've taped really, like, spooky scenes, and she's really kept um, her cool. But, like, in the, you would see in some of the scenes that she would say, Mommy, Mommy, all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, it's okay, sweetie, it's okay. And, like, try to play it off like she was calling for me. But really, she's calling for her actual mom. Um, but but lately she, um, 
you know, she, she's been really good and she hasn't been as scared. And um, we, we really make sure that after they say cut, we're like, do you like playing pretend? This is all so fun. And like we joke around with the masks and stuff. So she seems to, to do pretty well. And she's such a good little actress. She's been really good. Well, we have someone who wants to talk to you. We're going to head over to New Jersey. We have Tony Ann. Tony Ann, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello? Oh, there you are. Hey, Tony Ann, how are you? Oh, no, that was me saying hello to her. Oh, well, Tony Ann has disappeared, Kristen. We'll try to get her in a second. But in the meantime, while we're waiting to figure out what happened to me, I hope she didn't get scared off uh, by our talk of, of all this craziness in the cemetery. But I want to find out, hopefully, uh, when we get her back here, one of the things that I, I've seen on Twitter and on the SoapCentral.com message boards is that fans have really become attached to Star and Cole. And I'm wondering for you, what do you think has been the draw for all of these fans who are tuning in every day to see what's going to happen with them? Well, I think that we, we're one of the... We're, we're a couple that, especially in teams, I think we're probably like the, the couple that has stayed together the longest on a soap that's a teenager. Pretty sure. Because mm-hmm. um, we've been together for like four years on and off, the characters. And um, I love working with Brandon and our friendship and everything, I think, really shows on screen. And we have the most amazing fans in the world. Um, all the soul fans have been so great with us. And I love working with Brandon. And we've really made sh- you know, tried our best to make Star and Cole the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And, um and, yeah, I mean, there's just, like, I think we just have this chemistry. It's like if you have it, you have it, and if you don't, you don't. And we, like, we definitely have it. Well, hopefully we'll have better chemistry this time with Tony Ann. I think Tony Ann is back. Tony Ann, are you there? Hello. Great. You're on Soap Central Live. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. We have uh, Kristen Alderson here. I'm assuming that you have a question that you want to ask her. Actually, I just wanted to praise her for her work between the last the whole kidnap with Hannah. Kristen, you know me, and you've done fantastic. Thank you so much, Tony Ann. Um, <laughs> during the break, they said that you were going to come on, and I was like, oh, yeah, Tony Ann. <laughs> but and let me so tell much. you, that you made me ball today. You made me ball when Star oh. had to say goodbye to the baby. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry, but at the same time, I guess, no, you know, no, no, I guess don't that's be. good. You're doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. And I also wanted to thank you for Saddle Up, because I know you, you, personally, I know you said sorry to me because you didn't get the one-on-one time, but I know that whole thing was crazy for you, and I just wanted to thank you and everyone else for coming out. Oh, thank you so much, Tony Ann. It's so great to talk to you, and thank you again. Thanks, Tony Ann, for calling in. You're welcome. Bye, Kristen. Bye. And I think we have, uh, let's take another caller while we have them before the, the trick-or-treaters come and take them away. We have Roland from New York. Roland, are you there? Yes. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Roland. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I wanted great. to ask. I wanted to ask you, um, I have seen, like, lately a couple of scenes from What Life to Live. How did you prepare yourself for those scenes? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, well, you know, it's it, because they're so deep and dark, um, I try my best not to put myself into that sort of mode until I am on set and about to tape the scenes. Because it is so dark, I don't want that to, like, spill into my personal life. So um, when I get there, I, I guess I'm pretty used to going right into it um, and... I don't know. I think that the writing, it was all there in the writing, and I felt like I could really connect to it. Um, And Cassie uh, has also, Cassie plays my mom on the show, Blair, and she's also taught me some tricks of the trade over the year in order to, like, in different ways to breathe, in order to get yourself a little emotionally worked up. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Well, thank you, wow. Roland, for calling well, in. you did a great job. I gotta say that. I thank was watching you so the much. scenes. It, I was watching the scenes today, and it was amazing. You did <laughs> doing a great job. Well, thanks, Roland, for calling in. Well, I didn't see today's episode, so. Well, you should. 
You did a great job. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks again, Roland, for calling in. Hopefully we'll talk sure. to you again in the future. Okay, bye. Bye, Roland. <laughs> now, we were talking Star and Cole before we took some callers, and uh, we'll try to get to some more in just a bit. But I'm sure that fans who have been reading Subcentral.com or following on Twitter know that Brandon Buddy is leaving One Life to Live. And I'm curious, what is that going to mean to Star and Cole, do you think? Well, I mean, I can't give away a lot. And we don't want but, you to um, entirely, no. But, right. But Brandon and I filmed a lot of, you know, a lot of scenes, and we filmed our goodbye scenes and um, the, the the scenes leading up to it, and they were so special. They were they were extremely well written, and they just really felt like um, they, they were just such a great addition to all of the other Star and Cole scenes that there have been in the past, and it really shows their love for each other and their commitment and. Um, and I think that the Soul fans are going to love it. Britton and I tried our best to make it the best that it could possibly be, and um, I'm really, really anxious for them to, you know, to see how they turned out. And it must also be hard too to know that someone who you've been working with almost every day for quite a long time, you won't get to see them every day. So on a personal level, I'd imagine that's difficult too. Oh, exactly. I mean, it was so tough the last two weeks that I worked with him because he was moving back to Texas. So not only was I, like, felt like I was losing him in real life, I, you know, I was coping with that in real life, and then I would have to go on screen and not cope with it so well, you know. And um, so I really felt like it was kind of a double whammy of having to go through it over and over and over again, um, you know, when I wanted to kind of be like, okay, I'm I'm good with this, I'm good with this, um, I had to go and portray Star, who wasn't good with it, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a challenge, but um, Brandon is such a, you know, has been such a major part of my life for four years, and um, it was bittersweet, but he, you know, did this for his own, you know, personal reasons, right. and I couldn't be happier for him. And, um, yeah, so well, we, we left it on a good note. I don't want us to run out of time before we have to go to our next commercial here. So a couple of things, something that might be scarier than anything else we've talked about. The Phillies aren't in the World Series. Oh, you know what? I was really upset about that. Another Phillies fan asked me about that last night, actually, at this event. Um, and I said, I- I'm so super proud of the Phillies that they even got as far, you know, as they went. Um, they were in the World Series two years in a row, and I am just so proud of them that they got, you know, to the championship and they almost made it to the World Series again. So, you know, even though everyone's, like, disappointed in Philly, I think that we should all be thankful, you know, that they, again, got to a really far place. And I'm happy for the Rangers because they have never been in the World Series before. Absolutely. And, you know, the Giants haven't won in a long time, so. And something that this is a holdover question from way back in May when you were here. Um, you got to do the What If episodes with All My Children Legends, Darnell Williams and Debbie Morgan, of course, Jesse and Angie Hubbard. I'm curious, what was it like to, to work with these veterans from another soap and sort of have that interaction between characters who would never cross paths? It was so amazing. Um, you know, they were so, so sweet to me, and they were so great and professional. And it's always really cool to work with someone new. It's cool to see how they work and um, what they do to get ready and to kind of run lines with them before scenes. Um, not to mention we filmed it in a much different way than we filmed the soap. Mm-hmm. You know, with the soaps, we have, you know, four cameras at the same time. And with this, it was just one camera. So that was really different, and it felt like we were shooting a movie, which was neat. Um, but to work with Debbie and Arnell, they were both so, so sweet and great, and I felt very honored to be able to work with them. Is there anyone else on any of the other soaps, any other characters that you'd like to see star-cross paths with in the future? 
Yeah, well, um, actually, I asked everyone on Twitter what they thought, and everyone thought that it would be really cool to see Star meet and hang out with Lexi from General Hospital, because she has a crazy dad, and I have a crazy dad, and <laughs> we both have had crazy boyfriends, you know, um, so I, I, I think that that would be really fun. She seems like a really cool girl, and she... Um, responded on Twitter and said that she'd be totally up for it. So hopefully if they do another what if, that would be cool. Or, you know, I could always do a what if with one of the other hunks on the shows. Twist my arm if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and before we let you go, uh, to get folks excited here for the big November sweeps stories, can you give a little bit of a preview of maybe – what fans can expect and why they're going to want to tune in every single day on ABC to One Life to Live? Well, I think that the drama is only going to increase from here, and um, not only um, will you find out the conclusion to all of the craziness that's been happening this week and, you know, with all the spooky Halloween episodes and whatnot, um, but there's also the Star and Cole scenes. They're really special and um, I'm dying for everyone to see them. And also, I, I think that One Life to Live has a really cool um, vibe to it. You know, we're, I don't know, I'm really proud of the show. I, I, I've, I love working on the show. Um, and I'm, I get excited every time I read a new script, and I think that's a really good thing. So It is a good yeah. thing. I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to come here and visit with us again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I could be your, your spooky trick-or-treat guest. You're not really spooky. You were more of a mystery guest. A mystery, yes. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't think of the word for a second. I was <laughs> Maybe you'll be back for our, our secret Easter egg edition coming up in 2011. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Everybody stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Soap fans, welcome back to our Halloween edition here of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I want to thank Kristen Alderson again for dropping by in the last two segments. Uh, during our commercial break, she wanted me to make sure that I tell everybody out there, Happy Halloween. So there's a message from her. You can go on and follow her on Twitter. It's Chris Alderson, K-R-I-S-A-L-D-E-R-S-O-N, if you'd like to follow her or send her a Happy Halloween message back. Now, we're... Wrapping up on today's show, but I want to give you some notes on what you can expect in future editions of Soap Central Live and coming up on the SoapCentral.com website. Uh, earlier this week, I had the opportunity to sit down with Victoria Rowell, who you may remember was a guest on Soap Central Live 
I believe also back in May, when she released her new novel, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. Well, she was here in Philadelphia, and I had an exclusive opportunity to sit down with her, and I asked her all of the hard questions that I think all of you out there have wanted to know. It was uh, probably as close to an Oprah interview or a Barbara Walters interview as I've ever done. Uh, Some of the questions include, does she worry that her Twitter messages will prevent her from ever returning to the young and the restless, Uh, addressing some of the claims that she's making on Twitter, And it was a very candid interview. It was a very emotional interview at times. And I think that you're really going to enjoy it. I haven't determined yet if it will be a show that you'll hear here on Soap Central Live, but certainly the transcript of the interview will be available on SoapCentral.com. So that's definitely something that you're going to want to tune into in the near future. And coming up next week, we're going to be having an hour of Days of Our Lives. Uh, Days of Our Lives is celebrated its 45th anniversary. They're going to be going high def, I believe, uh, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, so that's something to look for. Uh, They're releasing a new photo book to celebrate the 45th anniversary. It's going to be uh, a book of never-before-seen photos from, I'm assuming, all 45 years of Days of Our Lives history, so that's going to be a fun show. And I think that even if you're not a Days of Our Lives fan, you may want to tune in because there's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes talk about what's going on and how the soaps are put together, and I'm really looking forward to enjoying it. Uh, I hope all of you tune in for that. So what we're going to do is we're probably going to break early today and let everybody out there to have a safe and happy Halloween, but please be sure to keep it tuned here for more of the latest soap news, information, interviews, and more, possibly even a surprise guest or two in the future. And I'll be back again next Friday, the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live each and every week. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.